welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host Eric and with me is my amazing co-host Niels. Hello everyone, today Eric will be sharing what's it like dining at the newish Manhattan restaurant at Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel. Yes, the dinner was delish. But before <laughs> we get to all that, I did want to mention that in this month's Patreon exclusive show, Niels and I will be doing a deep dive on Disney's Hotel Cheyenne. We're talking all about the hotel experience as well as some cool fun facts and little tidbits here and there. You can you can get access to all that along with our other fabulous exclusive episodes on patreon.com slash and it all starts at just a euro and you can stick around till the end of the show for a short preview of that exclusive episode. So Niels, Disneyland Paris recently celebrated its 30th birthday on April 12, yes. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right there in the middle of the action. So in a nutshell, what was it like being at Disneyland Paris on April 12th? Well, that whole day was just fantastic. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Although the parks were sold out, so it was really busy. The vibes were absolutely amazing. Mostly real Disneyland Paris fans attended the day and they were all super excited and really in the party mode. So that made the whole day <laughs> shine bright. <laughs> but also the weather was beautiful. It was quite sunny. So a t-shirt was uh, enough for me. Oh, nice. And I just needed a vest for, well, the late evening, actually around midnight, <laughs> when it still was 17 degrees Celsius. So uh, yeah, that really helped to make the day even better. But even without doing much right, just being there on this special anniversary day with mostly fans was absolutely great. Many people recognized me, <laughs> came by for a little chat. So yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Were there any special events or celebrations? Yes. Well, not much as the 30th anniversary celebrations already started on the 6th of March and we recorded the whole um, episode about it. Yeah. But there were definitely some special elements on the 12th itself. First of all, the park map was a special one that day when opening the map you saw the original 1992 park map and when you folded it out then you saw the current one so that uh, was a nice so cool yeah that was a really nice surprise i already saw them on ebay for like uh, 20 or 25 <laughs> euros oh no <laughs> Uh, so that's the <laughs> the dark side of the park map. There was also a little paper flag that was handed out to uh, all guests uh, in the morning. And the text uh, on it said, uh, I was there. So, uh, well, lots of people were waving with their flags during uh, this day. Especially in the early morning when uh, lots of Disneyland Paris cast members welcomed guests alongside Main Street USA. I saw videos of that as I was actually picking up my park tickets and my special access pass for um, some other events that I will uh, discuss in a bit. Yeah, I needed to pick up my ticket and pass in Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, as all the events were taking place in the convention center over there. But when I entered the hotel, I also saw a line of about 20 cast members welcoming guests from the parking entrance into the hotel, oh, nice. waving with their flags and making a lot of sounds. So, so cool. They did actually the same as the warm welcome that the guests in Main Street USA got at its uh, very same moment. So that was truly special. <laughs> and a lot of guests that walked in were looking a bit uh, flabbergasted. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, what's happening here? <laughs> no, but that was really nice. I never saw something like that happening in the, <laughs> in the hotel. Besides flags and park maps, there were also special stickers uh, that some cast members handed out. There was also a limited t-shirt available Ooh. for purchase. I didn't get my hands oh, no. on that, but uh, that was also nice. <laughs> <laughs> the chocolates on some of the snacks or desserts also 
were a little bit different that day. So it wasn't just the 30 logo. It also had the date or the I was there slogan on the chocolate. So nice, small touches, but it's just making the day a little bit more special, I think. I really enjoyed the whole flag waving and entering the park. Yeah. I saw a few videos on Twitter of it. It looked really special and just such great energy. So I think that was appropriate for the 30th anniversary. Yeah, it was a little bit like the reopening after yeah. <laughs> and the COVID closures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did the same. And now this seems to be the thing for special occasions. So that's uh, that's nice. Yeah. It's really cool. The whole special park map, I think it's really funny because if you're a day guest, which I don't think there are many just normal day guests who didn't know what was going on there that day, but you didn't know what was going on. You open it and it's this park map that's totally obsolete. <laughs> yeah, it's really confusing <laughs> yeah. and totally yeah. funny. I'm missing a couple of yeah, attractions. Yeah, yeah. Wait, didn't they say there was a space mountain here? Like, I don't know. <laughs> It's really special for all the fans who do know the resort's history. So yeah. really nice little free souvenir. Exactly. Yeah, but you really had to ask for the park map. Oh, they weren't lying around? They still didn't have them in the walkway underneath the train station, oh, as to, well, okay. where they used to be before COVID. Maybe they handed it out to all people entering when the park opened at 8.30 already, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I entered the park a little bit later, then uh, well, <laughs> there were no park maps right <laughs> anywhere but you could still request one from the cast members oh, cool. at uh, okay. city hall so they had a couple there nice yeah. yeah what were some of your personal highlights well yeah there were a couple of more events as for regular guests there was also a little flash mob organized i'm not sure if you Ooh. saw that maybe on instagram or twitter no, i didn't okay it was just early little extra uh, event during the day but i think it was around noon not completely sure anymore but on the stage in front of the castle we had uh, carmen one of the uh, ambassadors and mickey and some other characters showing the dance moves for the 30th anniversary song mm-hmm. and then guests could try it one time and then the third round was like the big party altogether, ah, okay. <laughs> uh, which they were sending out to the world. I was luckily able to enter the park just in between some other events. Uh, <laughs> I had to attend that to spot this little uh, happening, uh, which was, uh, yeah, really nice, very positive vibes and the big party feel. So, um, yeah, and especially Carmen, she looked extremely <laughs> happy and really in her element uh, while dancing with Mickey and getting the audience hyped. So that was really nice to see. So cool. Yeah. But the big event that day was the celebrating 30 years of uh, Disneyland Paris with the Imagineers, which was a panel. This took place at the uh, Hotel New York Convention Center in the biggest event space they have over there. And it was also broadcasted live through YouTube. So I guess uh, you also watched it, uh, Eric. You better believe I was talking in that channel, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can still re-watch this two-hour panel on the YouTube channel of uh, Disneyland Paris. So I won't uh, talk too much about it here on what the Imagineers uh, shared with us. Yeah, who were there? Tony Baxter, the former executive producer from Disneyland Paris. Sylvie uh, Massera, art director, portfolio hotels so uh, she was also in charge of the marvel hotel wreath theme and now the wreath theme of the disneyland hotel then we had uh, tom morris former show producer of fantasyland and the man who designed our most charming castle (laughs) tim delaney former show producer for discoveryland tracy eck art director for the disneyland park beth clapperton was also there she's an art director and uh, currently involved in uh, avengers campus just like uh, bjorn uh, heerwagen he's also uh, with the company for many years he's director show design and production and also involved in the uh, Avengers campus so it was nice to have people from the past and also people that are still working on uh, projects uh, in uh, Disneyland Paris. 
panel was moderated by David Wilson, Vice President and Site Portfolio Executive for Disneyland Paris and uh, Tom Fitzgerald, the Portfolio Creative Executive, nice uh, <laughs> roles uh, for Disneyland Paris. So uh, yeah, it was um, a really nice set of people, <laughs> totally. nine people in total on stage. So that was quite uh, impressive. The two hour panel, I think it was really fantastic that they did this. Nothing really new, but it was really nice to hear a lot of history and memories directly from them and also feel their passion and their love for their creations. And uh, yeah, I was very, very lucky to be invited as I'm an uh, Inside Ears member with my uh, Capturing Disney Parks accounts to be in the audience and well, see these legends in real life so that, uh, yeah. That was something to remember. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciated that they also shared some construction photos, behind the scenes photos of them working and uh, really nice high resolution scans of some very nice concept art. Exactly. Yeah, we've heard these stories before. So this wasn't the first time, but it was nice to have them compiled Mm -hmm. all into one neat little program. So I really appreciated yeah, that. I think so too. It was like a nice recap. Yeah. They took you through history. They even touched Walt Disney Studios Park and yeah. then ended, of course, with the new extensions. Afterwards, uh, <laughs> it seemed that there were also tickets taped under, well, a certain percentage of the chairs of the people that were mm. in that event uh, space. And those tickets granted access uh, to a meet and greet with two of the Imagineers and which Imagineers that depended on the color of your ticket. And I was lucky enough to find a ticket under my chair <gasps> and uh, I uh, was able to meet with Beth Clapperton and uh, Bjorn uh, Heerwagen. Nice. In front of a nice uh, Avengers Campus uh, concept art wall. It was just a really quick chat, getting their autographs and a picture uh, together. So you could walk up to them and be like, hashtag bring back the moon and then just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it almost felt like a character meet and greet as there was quite a line of people. I can imagine. (laughs) And well, quick, 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 as there was just like one hour time to meet them. But it was really, really cool. And I was able to, uh, well, come really close to the other Imagineers as well (laughs) to make some eye contact, maybe wait for say hello on a distance didn't get all their autographs but uh, yeah it was such an honor to be there so that's basically what was available uh, to a lot of guests whether it was in the park or through youtube but on top of that i also had the special opportunity to meet with disneyland paris president natasha rafalski and ceo daniel delcourt in the morning and 20 inside ears members were actually selected to participate in an exclusive feedback q a with this top of the resorts uh, management and for 45 minutes we were able to ask questions to them in an informal setting in the uh, skyline bar at hotel new york and this was not the moment to ask for an opening date of the Avengers <laughs> campus. <laughs> As we simply wouldn't get any answers. But we could provide some feedback and ask some other questions, some more generic things. And afterwards, we also got the opportunity to take a picture with Natasha, have a little one-on-one chat with her. I also asked for her autograph. And nice. uh, well, we concluded with coffee, sodas, and uh, some nice uh, 30th anniversary macarons. <laughs> so that was... Uh, yeah, a really amazing experience. I mean, all that sounds like a real highlight, but did you have any specific personal well, highlights? Yeah, the whole day was like a highlight indeed. But seeing the Imagineers live and meeting Natasha for such a long time, that was absolutely amazing. Those two things were my personal highlights. Yeah, no, I can imagine totally. <laughs> any other unique insights or experiences? Yeah, well, 
let me share some of the insights from the meeting with oh, Natasha yeah, and, uh, and Daniel, as uh, I think that's the most interesting things where we heard some new things Give in, us in the a good. small <laughs> <laughs> in a small team of insiders people. So, nice. well, a nice anecdote was that uh, Natasha's mother seemed to work at Disneyland Paris when uh, the resort opened and I didn't know that uh, personally so that makes her incredibly proud to now be in this position as the president of the park and celebrate uh, the 30th anniversary so uh, she really grew up with Disneyland Paris in that sense. Natasha seems to be a thrill seeker I didn't know that as well. She loves roller coasters so she shared some of her favorite attractions with us. First of all in Paris it's Peter Pan's flight well that's not a coaster but she just thinks it's magical to fly over these gorgeous scenes from the classic Peter Pan movie. She's not wrong. No, absolutely not. And her other favorite, that's not a favorite of myself, but uh, <laughs> that's Crush's Coaster. So I think it's funny that she picked out that one. Oh yeah, Crush's Coaster is yeah, brilliant. I was expecting something like Phantom Manor or Big Thunder Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, but no, she chose uh, Crush. She really likes to go on Crush with people that don't know the coaster yet and, <laughs> 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 and see their reactions. I'm shocked at how intense it is yeah no, i love it i feel a girl it's yeah <laughs> and how it turns around and yeah <laughs> i can imagine when looking at the international parks her favorites uh, include flight of passage in uh, animal kingdom tron and also the shanghai version of pirates of the caribbean this is nothing official but just some speculation from my side but if flight of passage <laughs> and tron are favorites of natasha maybe we can get them one day in the park as there's still some space around that lake in walt disney studios park that is not yet revealed what he will do yeah, with it come on natasha hook us up Give yeah us some and i heard some action. other podcasts <laughs> speculating about having a pandora having flight of passage maybe coming to paris when i heard that it's also her favorite attraction and it's actually one of my favorites as well i thought well maybe there's a really small chance that we <laughs> get that awesome attraction here as well. It seems somewhat plausible considering the current approach Walt Disney Studios Park is taking like a lands approach where there's going to be a frozen land and a Star Wars land and mm-hmm. so it would make sense to get a Pandora land around the lake yeah, as well. exactly. Or maybe just Flight of Passage with a little quick service restaurant and not the full land. It's a possibility, especially yeah. since we all know that uh, there's an Avatar 2, 3, 4 <laughs> <laughs> coming out in the next let's say 10 years yeah disney's probably waiting on box office results for those movies yeah we've been waiting forever i can't believe it's been (laughs) what 13 (laughs) years since the last one it's unbelievable Yeah, yeah it's a really long time yeah some other things both natasha and daniel shared that amongst their special park memories their personal park memories are the two reopenings after the COVID 19 closures as it was really painful for the cast guests and the company of course to close the whole resort the reopenings were very special and emotional to them personally also daniel emphasized that reopening a huge resort like disneyland paris isn't as simple as well just unlocking your front door of your house <laughs> with a key and they worked really really hard with a lot of cast members to make this possible i can imagine yeah yeah also we shouldn't expect too much new things coming to the disneyland castle park in <laughs> paris in the near future of course that was a question uh, to be asked as eh? so the last real expansion or addition is <laughs> space mountain <laughs> i guess <Yeah. laughs> 1995 i mean the focus really is on walt disney studios park exactly. right now which yeah. Makes sense since the park really needs help. So I think they're going to fix that yeah. train wreck first. And then <laughs> that's exactly yeah. the story that Natasha shared with us. She said uh, that they fully invest, well, in the Disneyland park, but in shows and yep. entertainment to get everything back. 
to make sure that they use every little corner that they have for whether it's a magic shot, uh, a character meet, or some kind of show element. But all other energy goes to the reworking of Disney Village, the Disneyland Hotel refurbishment, uh, which is stripped to concrete, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, Hotel New York. And the whole Walt Disney Studios Park expansion, of course, as you just mentioned. That's enough to focus on uh, <laughs> and Disneyland Park has to wait uh, for a little bit. Natasha also seems to be a foodie herself, so I guess uh, we have to thank her for the many 30th anniversary anniversary uh, snacks and maybe also for the Walt Disney World highlights like the Dole Whip and the turkey leg that we uh, got them. She also revealed that she recently had a session to try some of the Avengers Campus food. Oh, and, nice. Uh, well, she was really enthusiastic, but of course she couldn't share anything. <laughs> but uh, I hated everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, of course she's not saying that, but uh, she was not really asked to talk about Avengers Campus food. She brought that up herself. So I guess it was a real highlight for her. She was oh, really cool. enthusiastic when she was talking about it. I could see the passion <laughs> in her face. So that was really nice. That makes me really hopeful. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get a different menu that than what they've been getting in California because that yeah. has not been so it's exciting nice, in my opinion. It's, it's okay. Yeah. 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 And for Walt Disney Studios Park, it's already a lot. Yeah, totally. For Walt Disney Studios <laughs> Parks, it's like a three Michelin stars. But yeah, no, I'm really looking for any new restaurant yeah. is totally welcome with new cuisine. And if yeah. Natasha is excited, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Two last things. Disneyland Paris Flecked Digital Transformation and the Disneyland Paris official app also as a top priority. They're looking into technical solutions also to enforce purchase limits with annual passes or cast member reductions like we see nowadays with some of the special 30th anniversary merchandise yeah. that uh, <laughs> is purchased by a couple of people. <laughs> they buy lots of pieces and they sell it on uh, eBay for uh, <laughs> yeah. far too much money. They're looking into possibilities to tackle that in the future as uh, at the moment their systems are quite standalone and not... Uh, providing the right data i guess i really just want to be able to renew my annual pass digitally or from home yeah please disneyland paris don't make me wait in yeah. that two-hour line <laughs> it's such a pain yeah and also people brought up that we're happy that we can do the restaurant reservations now through the app yeah. but still it locks you off a lot of times you have to re-enter your credentials yeah and when reservations just open for some of the special character dinings for, for example then yeah you really have to be quick to have a reservation uh, in a weekend, for example. So uh, that's a pain in the ass if it locks you off every time. Yeah, it's really an issue. They are aware. They assured us. And it's still a top priority. Cool. Lastly, Daniel Delcour shared that the uh, Marvel Hotel had big issues the day before its official opening. There was inclement uh, weather and water came through the ceilings. The oh hotel no! was flooded in some areas. <laughs> uh, so the cast worked uh, all night to fix everything and to ensure that the official opening could continue without any issues. <laughs> so guests didn't see anything weird, <laughs> but they had a lot of work that night. Wow. Yeah. So that's just a couple of nice things that were shared in that uh, session. So uh, yeah, I could talk about uh, <laughs> this for hours, but I think these were some nice highlights to share with you. Yeah. I also really loved that they shared the new Disneyland hotel logo. Yes. That was part of the uh, Imagineers uh, panel. Indeed. A little surprise in the end. Yeah. yeah. You can check that out on our website, by the way, airmagic.net, as well as all of these other new news stories. So the new logo features the hotel's Victorian roof architecture, which I thought was a nice touch, as well as yep. the five stars. Yeah, it's a five-star hotel. Of course, <laughs> is a departure from the previous Tinkerbell design, which mm -hmm. was also super iconic. I think this logo is nice. 
it moves away slightly from the Disney brand the previous one had. It had that Disney typeface. This one is more yeah. of a serif. It's elegant. It fits. Yeah, and when I was looking at it, I didn't see that <laughs> at first, but I think that crown looks a little bit like a W, the W of Walt, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a reference. They didn't talk yeah. about this, but... Uh, I thought the yeah. same thing, yeah. It's something that you could see in the logo, yeah. In other Marvel updates that are pretty major, so the new Iron Man ride, roller coaster, as we've been calling it, is going to be named Avengers Assemble Flight Force. And it will include Walt Disney Studios Park's first next generation fully electric animatronic, yeah. which is super exciting. And rumors suggest that that will be in the pre-show. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't see it. Eh? Yeah, the ride, it's so fast. There will be mostly projection on the inside of the show. Yeah. If we get lucky, maybe one or two physical sets. But it's such a fast-moving vehicle. I don't think it will make too much of a difference anyway. Other than that, we also got our first look at the Avengers deployment vehicle. This is a futuristic cyberpunk looking type truck that will be roaming Avengers campus and will be deploying the superheroes to strategic locations, probably things like meet and greet or shows. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is that the doors will apparently slide open in a very futuristic manner and the interior will also be themed. It's supposedly powered by a Wakandan vibranium, (laughs) which I hope translates to this is an electric vehicle, but we'll see. I think so. (laughs) And if it's just making small round through Avengers Campus, then it uh, could be easily uh, an electric car, right? (laughs) Totally. I mean, electric vehicles have come so far with ranges up to 600 kilometers. That's definitely enough to get you from A to B. We also got our first look inside the Web Slingers, a Spider-Man attraction, specifically Mm -hmm. a lot of the graphics. And a lot of them have been translated into French. Mm -hmm. A lot of them also are in English, which is great for international guests. So we have things like Open House, Come Try Mm -hmm. the New Web Slingers, Stark Motors, a Novelty ride so smooth you believe you're flying <laughs> and of course safety first exactly, so yeah. <laughs> a lot of really fun ones and last but not least we also got a new preview at the restaurant that is coming to the promenade of Walt mm-hmm. Disney Studios Park 2.0 yep. beautiful art whichever Imagineer painted that props to you because it looks absolutely gorgeous this is one of my favorite pieces of concept art that I've seen yeah. in recent years it's so atmospheric and so colorful this restaurant is going to be comprised of 256 seats and it'll be a lakefront restaurant. The whole building is an art nouveau and will offer panoramic views across the lake as well as water shows and character dining. This suggests to me that the lake might even be featuring the water shows unless they have like a little separate area, but it doesn't appear so on the concept art. I think the lake will be just like an Epcot. You think we're going to get the barges? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) No, but I guess the whole lake will be like a a huge event area so people can stand around the full lake to uh, enjoy a nice 360 event show. This will make such a huge difference. This park is going to be completely unrecognizable. The new space is also going to serve as a transition between themed areas like the new Frozen Land that will surround the future lake. I'm really excited, looking forward to this elegant character dining opportunity. And they also suggested that there is, I think they called it Flat Ride, right? Oh yeah. That is a family near the lake somewhere, but I was thinking maybe it's just the carpets uh, from Aladdin that they (laughs) move over there to make sure that the whole right side of the park really becomes worlds of Pixar because now yeah you have the nice Monsters Inc. meet and greet location with the scream things <laughs> <laughs> on the right of Studio One and you have Cars Ride and Crush and then in between you have <laughs> Aladdin. That's true. It doesn't really fit. They could make this really like a Pixar land if they take out that one ride and 
maybe place it somewhere else like uh, near the lake or retheme it uh, to make it fit in that lake area i'm not sure but uh that that could be um, a way to go yeah, yeah i'm really interested if they'll be adding another ride just to you know get more capacity and say okay we'll worry about a yeah, later that would be better yeah if the budgets <laughs> permitted that would be great and mm-hmm. they could retheme yeah. a lot yeah exactly you know, yeah to a pixar property can't think of something off the top of my head flying yeah, flying uh <laughs> up i don't know yeah uh, Eve uh, from uh, Wally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or up, <laughs> fly a Wally yeah. area. That's cute. Yeah, 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 I like that. You can fly in a balloon from up. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. That'd be really fun. I like the yeah. Eve idea too, though. It's so <laughs> cool. Yeah, and you also have well, not the best movie, but you have planes, of course, which fits the cars. Good point. Uh, theme over just on the other side of that walkway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are opportunities. Totally. <laughs> Big Hero Six, maybe. We can Big fly Hero with... Six also cool. Or is that not Pixar? No, that's not it's Pixar. It's so confusing no. these days. Ever since Disney switched over to computer animation. <laughs> It's really yeah. tough for me to differentiate yeah. sometimes. No, but yeah. Just confusing as uh, Baymax is actually a Marvel yeah, character. So true. It's a Marvel character in a Disney movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it looks like a Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, okay. Okay. Well, I think that covers the news portion. A lot's been happening, yeah, y'all. I think so. So let's move to the main topic yes. uh, of the show. Eric got the chance, or actually took the chance <laughs> to dine at the uh, classy Manhattan restaurant in uh, Disney's Hotel in New York, the Art of Marvel. So let's start with the basics. Eric, uh, where in the hotel is the restaurant located? Yeah, the Manhattan restaurant is located, of course, in Disney's Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, down a long hallway past the downtown restaurant. What's kind of neat is that the restaurant was already called Manhattan Restaurant before the major refurbishment of the Hotel New York. So right. it's one of several nods to the original Michael Graves designed hotel. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to find because there's lots of signage. So from the lobby, it's all labeled and you won't get lost. Yeah. And I think the entrance is right next to the downtown restaurant entrance, right? It's past it. So when you enter the downtown restaurant, you turn left as you enter that hallway and then there's mm-hmm. a waiting area till you get to the yeah. front desk. Instead of going in there, you have to just keep heading down that hallway and you walk past another impromptu buffet area that I assume they use when the hotel is really full just to expand on the breakfast buffet. Yeah. There's a door that you have to walk through and then there's their yeah. own private reception area there, which is super elegant. Yeah, so both restaurants are in the same yeah. wing, so maybe they even share a kitchen, I'm thinking. Yeah, of I mean, course, it downtown could be. has an open kitchen, but maybe there's still huh, something... Definitely that there's some backstage. A kitchen behind uh, where they do some preparations. They share Um, a freezer. Yeah, (laughs) I I can imagine something like that. Yeah, so that's probably a smart way of designing the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of restaurant is Manhattan? Is it table service or a buffet like downtown? Yeah, so Manhattan restaurant is an upscale Upscale. Italian table (laughs) service restaurant. You can order the dishes a la carte and as a three course menu that starts at 49 euro per person or with a plus or extra plus meal plan. We went with a la carte, by the way, so we didn't go Mm -hmm. for a three-course meal. We just weren't that hungry. You also get a little bit more of a selection when you go the a la carte route. It's, of course, a little bit more expensive as well. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. How was the food selection? Was there a large variety to choose from? And I know that your husband is a vegetarian. Do they have something special for him? Yeah. So the food selection within the spectrum of Italian food Ah, was great. Let me say it like that. So this is a major requisite for dining here if you don't enjoy italian food move along (laughs) okay that being said (laughs) there is something on here for all italian food lovers whether it's from the land or sea pasta or risotto 
The one thing that is noticeably absent is any mention of pizza. Oh. So if you're in a pizza mood, I would suggest heading over to the buffet-style downtown restaurant we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Which doesn't have the best pizza, no, I have to say, no. but it's like standard pizza that you can also find in the parks, in my opinion. Yeah, it's presented no. in a nice manner, though, <laughs> with a yeah, fake fire exactly. oven. No. <laughs> there is a kid's menu at the Manhattan restaurant for children aged 3 to 11, but honestly, the atmosphere is so elevated and quiet. I think kids in that age range would feel more comfortable in the downtown restaurant, which yeah. is just a little bit more active and louder and <laughs> yeah, more just hectic. provides more freedom to the kids. Yeah. yeah, you have to walk to the buffet, so it also gives some opportunity to move. <laughs> for adults, teenagers, or mature children yeah. age 12 and plus, I think the restaurant makes for a great, quiet evening. Vegans and vegetarians can also rejoice <laughs> because there are five vegan options on the menu, oh. all clearly marked as such with a green pictogram. Mm -hmm. Vegetarian dishes are also available, but they are a bit tougher to find since they're not clearly indicated. So you really have to read through the descriptions. Right. But my husband was able to find that anyway. So it worked out at the end. But how many choices did he have? Do you remember? I mean, he'll also eat vegan food, of course. Yeah. I think just purely vegetarian options. There were two. Mm -hmm. That means it featured cheese, basically. Okay. <laughs> whereas the vegan options don't feature right. cheese or dairy products. Yeah. 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 So. I see. But still some choices. I remember that some other table service restaurants in the parks just have like one yeah. <laughs> item sometimes. So for Disney, this is quite a good offering, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, seven choices in total for a vegetarian is definitely great. So I'm including the yeah. vegan ones in here, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what were the favorites and especially the less favorite choices, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as you order, your server will bring you a fresh loaf of bread with olive oil as a dip. Yeah. And this little amuse-bouche is fabulous and sets the tone for the dinner. The bread was warm and fluffy and the olive oil just really divine. Nice. I was feeling very fishy that evening and ended up ordering a bunch of seafood. As a starter, I got the seafood salad, mm -hmm. which features rocket, crunchy vegetables and a lemon vinaigrette. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my favorite. The seafood had been cooked, but was served cold on the salad and was lacking any sort of spice or oh. I didn't get much of the lemon vinaigrette either. So the salad did have just the faintest hint of it, but it was <laughs> pretty dry in my opinion. So overall, I felt like it was just missing some flavor yeah it tastes a little bit bland some salt and pepper did improve its prospect slightly okay there are a bunch of calamari rings and shellfish mixed into the salad which i appreciated two unpeeled shrimp on top of the salad as well and the shrimp still had their like heads and eyes and everything which i'm just not a massive fan of personally okay <laughs> by the way the salt and pepper shakers look like miniature versions of iconic new york city buildings oh, like the nice State building and chrysler towers so it's a really cute detail yeah at the end of the day they looked way cuter than they didn't really worked very well so <laughs> i think some moisture got in there or something so no salt or pepper was coming out and a friendly server quickly replaced them with a functional pair so overall i can't recommend the seafood salad no. wouldn't order it again i think disney should consider spicing the seafood a little bit and serving it grilled like on a skewer yeah. or something and hot to contrast the cold salad plus flavorful salad sauce yeah. <laughs> wouldn't hurt either so just to add a little bit yeah. of kick there my husband ordered the minestrone soup which tasted okay. great it was a simple creamy soup with peas pieces of potato and carrots in it overall it reminded me very much of german potato soup oh. <laughs> if you would have served it to me as such i would have totally believed you so <laughs> soups aren't really my thing in general however florian so that's my husband's name i'm going to start calling him florian so i don't have to keep on saying my husband <laughs> loves them so if they're your thing it's a great option nice he also got the vegetarian potato gnocchi with tomato sauce and mozzarella di bufala as a main 
This dish was oven baked and arrived super hot on the table. I tried a little bit and it was delicious. So fabulous vegetarian option with creamy tomato sauce and roasted cheese on top. Really a fabulous dish for anybody. So if you want to skip meat on a day, this is a great option. You don't feel like you're missing anything. Nice. I had the seafood risotto. Mm-hmm which was pretty good as well. I enjoyed that way more than the seafood salad. All the seafood was really fresh, by the way. Again, it featured a ton of seafood in there, and I would definitely get it again if I'm in a fishy mood. The risotto was nice and creamy, and yeah, great dish overall. There are also a lot of dessert options available, (laughs) so it's cheeses as well as a large wine selection. We didn't get any because we were still so full, (laughs) so I can't say anything to the dessert quality, but they also featured some of the 30th anniversary special options like the 30th anniversary cake, which I would have loved to try if I could have put another (laughs) bite into my mouth. Definitely, if you get a starter and a main and you're not super starving, you'll likely be full by this point. So that's just something to keep in mind. The portions are good. So if you want to have something sweet, then maybe skip the starter, right? Yeah, just order a main (laughs) because you do get a good amount of food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So were there any special drinks on the menu? Yeah, they also offered the 30th anniversary mocktail, which we tried the evening before at Downtown Restaurant. So it's 12 euro. And I already talked just a little bit about about it on the last episode. Mm -hmm. So all I say here is that it was just okay. And I didn't feel the need to order it again at the Manhattan Restaurant. By the way, that 30th anniversary cocktail is also available with alcohol and then it costs 16 euro. And there's also a 30th anniversary wine bottle available in both red and white. That looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can also just get a glass of that, which I think is 9 euro. And the whole bottle is 38 euro. So if you want to have a souvenir to take home that's uh, alcoholic, I think this is a really fun (laughs) option. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Can you say something of the price point? I think you already mentioned the price of the menus, but how was the a la carte price? Yeah, most definitely. So the Manhattan restaurant is an elevated dining experience. So expect to pay about 20 euros per starter mm-hmm. and 30 to 40 euros per entree on average. Right. So the three course menu that I mentioned earlier is called the Greenwich Village. And that is 49 euro per person without a drink and 69 euro per person with wine included. Mm. But you've got lots of options there. And and again, the Alcart selection is just a little bit wider. So it's a bit too pricey to have dinner there every evening yeah. for most budget conscious folks. Definitely something more suited for special occasions or if you're really in the mood for that, you know, yeah. elevated yeah. dining. So keep in mind, the portion sizes here are good. So it's not like that nouveau cuisine when you order a pasta and you get exactly like one noodle with a drop of sauce <laughs> on top. So you get a decent portion. That's yeah. uh, one aspect I really liked. That's something yeah. that I wasn't expecting. So it's, uh, it's good that you mentioned that. So at least you get some value for money. <laughs> yeah, I think the value is good for what it is, considering everything is so right. fancy. Yeah. So something different. How was the theming and the overall ambience? And let's include also the cast members or <laughs> other guests as yeah. part of the experience. <laughs> the Manhattan restaurant integrates itself effortlessly into the updated Hotel New York design language. With its woodsy, warm, golden beige tone palette, it manages to hold its own ground while acting as a sort of extension of the mm-hmm. rest of the hotel. It all feels very, and I keep on using this word, elevated from the massive chandelier to the elegant plates the dishes were served on. The seats are also very comfortable. They rotate 180 degrees on an axis, which was something that brought me childlike joy while waiting for a food to arrive. (laughs) It also lets you swivel around and experience a wider portion of the restaurant's ambiance without having to stand up or turn your head in an uncomfortable manner. 
for me the chandelier of asgard was behind me so uh, having that chair swivel around was really yeah. nice if i wanted to get a longer right. look yeah. at it <laughs> yeah and the chandelier is also the decorative centerpiece of the restaurant the las Vite constructed lighting fixture is presented in the form of an inverted pyramid shape and according to sylvie massara art director at walt disney imagining in paris the chandelier's shape, material, and color evoke the realm of Asgard, <laughs> all while alluding to Manhattan skyscrapers. Each component was blown traditionally in bohemian crystal glass, and each individual piece is silver-plated from the inside with pure silver. So some elements are twisted or shaped as trapezes of various sizes in order to epitomize the inverted New York skyscrapers. There are more than 225 glass pieces in this four meter tall chandelier and it took over a year to create. So it's definitely impressive. And one of the challenges Imagineers encountered along the way was how to integrate this out of the norm Mm -hmm. chandelier into the existing structure. The ceiling it hangs from actually had to be reinforced to support that weight. Imagineers integrated a new metallic structure into the concrete slab and covered that with a nice brushed metal, which you do see in the restaurant. It's really impressive. It's a gorgeous piece. They even had to reroute the air conditioning system to accommodate it, which I thought was kind of (laughs) cool that they went through all that trouble. (laughs) But do the cast members attend you on that chandelier or tell the story behind it? No. Not at all. You will hear it here and if you Google it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) guests that are not into the Marvel movies that don't think about these details won't probably notice that it's a reference to the Thor movies. <laughs> no, there's no in-your-face theming. There are no graphics on the walls like a downtown restaurant. It's all extremely subtle and subtle, only hinted yeah. at in abstract ways, which I right. really enjoyed personally. So I thought that was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Other diners were well-behaved. Some got dressed up for the occasion. Others were hmm. just in their park attire. Either way was fine. There's no dress code in place. The service was very good and attentive. When our server was not around, we could ask any of the friendly staff or for something like the lovely salt and pepper shakers, which are mm-hmm. available upon request. So everybody was helping out and making sure you're having a good time. Another fun detail was that the invoice is presented in a Marvel branded folder. So oh. this is the most in your face yeah, Marvel, <laughs> Marvel elements, aspect yeah. of the whole experience. Yeah, ah. S- Served in this simple faux leather folder, which at first glance, so it's just black from the outside. But once you open it, it features this really cool and highly detailed black and white illustration of various superheroes like Captain America, Thor and Iron Man. And I think I posted a picture of that on our Twitter account. So check that if you want to see what that looks like. Nice. It's a really nice uh, marvelish detail at the end. (laughs) Exactly. So we're also coming to the end of this episode. So to conclude, would you dine there again or any special takeaways that you want to share? Yeah, I would most definitely dine there again. This isn't a restaurant I'd visit every time probably. Too expensive. (laughs) (laughs) When you get in a fancy mood, it's a really great option. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Overall, I give this experience a satisfaction rating of 86% out of 100. If it's within your budget and you're craving great on-property Italian food, the Manhattan restaurant is worth a visit. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to dine there 
well, one day myself, but uh, till now I didn't have the chance to uh, grab a reservation or also still doubting a little bit if it's a good choice with a kid of 10, almost 11 years old, but maybe <laughs> one of the next times. You know, I've met your little girl and she's so sweet, so <laughs> I think she could handle it. I think so too, yeah. She's quiet and not crazy, no. so it works. If your kid is like really calm and if they enjoy that sort of experience, I think it's an option for them even if they're below 12, but if your child has a lot of energy and... <laughs> What's the screen? Doing lots of stuff all the time and can't sit yeah, still. Then don't go. I say wait a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Wait a little bit till they're a little bit older. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing, uh, yeah. Eric. Oh, I forgot to mention they were playing this really nice, smooth jazz music. Ah, yeah, the that soundtrack. Had yeah. Just little hints of Marvel, but it was even more abstracted than the loungy music they play in the lobby. And it was definitely a different BGM. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. I couldn't Shazam it. I tried. <laughs> so this is a composition that must have been created just yeah. for the restaurant and not yet on uh, spotify yeah i do hope they release it because i really enjoyed it it's so elegant and yeah it's even more deconstructed than the pieces you hear around the rest of the hotel nice so niels where can people find you people can find me on instagram at capturing disney parks and uh, for all uh, my other activities please look at uh, capturing awesome before we go we did want to thank some of our wonderful patrons so thank you to simon jen jb jerry josh and tulips <laughs> Thank you very much for supporting Ermajik. Y'all help keep the show running. So thanks, you guys. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, be sure to follow Ermajik on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for more neat Disneyland Paris content. Also check out our website, ermajik.net, for helpful articles, tips, and tricks for your next visit to Disneyland Paris. And we've been posting a lot of news on there, so it's definitely a great place to get the latest info, as well as our YouTube channel, where we've been posting a lot of fun uh, ride-through videos and shows, and I've been trying my best to <laughs> make a visual episode to what we're talking about here when i get the chance and you guys thank you so much for tuning in stay safe and have a wonderful day bye bye, bye, -bye. a little bit of a fun fact I would like to mention here. So oh, nice. If you are standing in front of the hotel's main building, you might notice that there are three flags. So flying alongside the American and French flag is that of the state of Wyoming, mm. the capital of which is Cheyenne. So uh, <laughs> this is a nice reference yeah. to the hotel's name. Interesting. Yeah. The name Cheyenne, which comes from a Native American tribe, Historians aren't really sure of the exact origins since there were actually two tribes. Now that was just a short preview of the full-length Patreon-exclusive show. You can get instant access to this episode as well as Disneyland Paris Hacks 2.0, Disneyland Paris on a Budget, and the Discoveryland Deep Dive, along with all of our other fabulous Patreon-exclusive episodes now on patreon.com slash See you there!